Welcome back to Co-Produced, the podcast about the many hands that make cool things and how they come together. This podcast is sponsored by Hightail, the creative collaboration and file sharing platform that keeps your ideas moving. When Old Spice wanted to announce their new scent, Krakenguard, with an event that would grab the eyes and tentacles of their audience, they partnered with the teams at Wyden and Kennedy, Twitch, and Media Monks to create a live stream that viewers would never forget. Because they were the ones working together to guide its eight-armed star, a robotic squid trying to make it in the human world. Today, in our season finale, we're going behind the scenes to hear how exactly you accomplished the ultimate collaboration by putting a robotic squid in the hands of the internet and answering some big questions along the way, such as how exactly do you get a giant robot through customs? On this episode, we will be hearing from Ashley Davis Marshall, Matt Searle, and Mike Davidson at Wyden & Kennedy, Stephanie Kwan at Twitch, and Wesley Tahar at Media Monks. They'll tell us how they brought their project, winner of Digiday's Creative Collaboration Award, sponsored by Hightail, to life. Stay tuned. My name is Ashley Davis Marshall. I'm a creative director at Widening Kennedy. Hi, I'm Matt Sorrell. I'm also a creative director at Widening Kennedy. So Old Spice asked us to do a digital activation for a new scent that they were coming out with called Kraken Guard, which had a Kraken on the cover of it. So, you know, it makes sense to make a robotic squid for that purpose, right? No, probably not. We've done about three or four projects with Old Spice now. This was the second big one we did. We started it a couple years ago. We did something called the Old Spice Nature Adventure to promote this line of nature-y scents that Old Spice released. Once again, if you've just joined us, this is the Old Spice Nature Adventure, sponsored, of course, by, you guessed it, Old Spice. Our thinking there was it's hard to enjoy nature because we all sit at computers all day. So we strapped some cameras to a guy and dropped him in the woods for three days. And he was completely controlled by Twitch. So he could only do something if the internet told him to. So that was our first foray into uh, Twitch. Nature Man obviously taking time off from crossing the road as he does his chicken dance. We kind of built a, some trust with the world of Twitch and it was super fun. So we decided to make it harder on ourselves. And instead of having one person give a command to the nature guy, you know, one at a time, we said, let's have eight guys able to interact at one time. So the idea of the squid was each young guy had a couple minutes to control one of the eight tentacles. Hi, my name is Mike Davidson. I am one of the directors of production here at Widening Kennedy in Portland, Oregon. There's always a moment, most of the time in private, where a producer's head falls off their shoulders when they first hear what we're trying to do. For us, that's the fun part, to try to go where no one's gone before and try to do things in new and interesting ways and really try to make work that hasn't been done before. There's kind of a funny saying here that the second that we figure out how to do something and we do it successfully, we don't ever want to do it again. Hi, I'm Stephanie Kwan. I am part of the Twitch sales team and I work as a program activation supervisor on the executions team. I'll never forget it. We were sitting in a conference room and we had just heard a little bit about the project. The pieces that we got were we want to bring a mechanical squid to life and we want Twitch chat to get involved. So we all went into that room with a lot of enthusiasm and excitement to find out what that meant. And we certainly were at the edge of our seats. 
And it was a pretty simple pitch, but to be frank, we were all like, how are we going to make that happen? (laughs) So we kind of gave them a few of our thoughts of how we could kind of get this going. But we did want them to bring in a third party to kind of help actually animate and bring the squid to actually be able to move. That is not within our personal wheelhouse. So that's where Media Monks came in. Hey, I'm Wesley Terhar, uh, one of the founders of Media Monks. I was actually traveling. I was in Amsterdam at the time. So I took the call pretty late. I think it was 10 or 11 in the evening. And it was weird. We're doing a big commercial for Old Spice with a huge squid. And we would like to make that squid into a robot and then have people control it via the internet. And I can just remember thinking, well, that's a first in 17 years. We've never had that request. With Twitch and Wyden and Kennedy based along the West Coast, and Media Monk's Sao Paulo team taking the charge in robotics, there was plenty to coordinate before the teams could dive in. So Project Squid was kicked off with a meeting of the minds at Media Monk's LA office to plan out exactly what each team would bring to the table. Yeah, it was really at the very beginning. We knew kind of the elements of production resources that we needed, but it was really interesting to get everybody in the same room and sort of pressure test the idea with the experts that were going to make each piece. To have a robotics team in the room with digital designer and a development team who are going to build the on-screen graphics package and the interface of the user-controlled elements, having all those folks together and in sort of thinking it through and workshopping it together was a really neat experience. And it obviously always goes smoother from the immediate get-go when they're all under the same roof at Media Monks. And It was really fun. I think it was our first chance to see somebody beyond us and our clients' reaction to what we wanted to try to do. To see the visual reaction and the excitement and other people get excited by our challenge kind of validated the concept at the beginning. We kind of spent an equal amount of time talking about each of the disciplines and then spent a heavy amount of time talking about the narrative and the story path that we wanted this thing to go on. Obviously, out of context, it makes absolutely no sense, but the conceptual purpose of this squid was to demonstrate and to show the journey of a boy becoming a man. So there was a lot of conversation about the different things that we could try to have a squid perform that laddered back up to that concept. And then the conversation started to turn, well, a certain activity may make a lot of sense, but the eventual functionality of a robotic squid may not make sense. So there was a lot of bouncing back and forth between the story we wanted to tell and the functional expectation that was eventually going to be possible. A project like this, you don't really know what's going to be possible when you start. So it needs a lot of mental flexibility from the team. I think that day really connected the teams and their shared ambitions. That team had such a singular vision of the type of thing they wanted that it allowed them to be super flexible as we were working on this sort of role with what the realities of the production were, what was fun, what wasn't fun, and just the testing. But a lot of that happened because of that day where everybody just sat in a room and made squid jokes for eight hours. It was a really important part of the project. We were all in a room and we got to kind of all air our dirty laundry and kind of talk about our hopes and dreams and also all of our fears. (laughs) From there, we kind of just had a round table where we went through the concept, how Wyden and Kennedy were kind of envisioning the different storylines that the squid was going to be involved in. And of course, from Twitch, we really wanted to talk about how the community was going to receive this. After connecting, it was time to shift gears from planning to doing. And with a campaign like this, doing includes 32 computers and over a thousand components to create a robot that could play drums, serve dinner, and even slow dance, if the viewers wanted it to. 
Luckily, the brilliant robotics team at Media Monks Lab in Sao Paulo, Brazil, was up to the challenge. So the Sao Paulo team in total, I think they're at about 50 people, but on this specifically, it was a mix. So you had probably about 10 people working on this continuously. Part of them were sculptors, modelers, just making sure that the squid we had, which was partly the squid used on the actual TV shoot for the TV commercial, was set up to actually work in the way we needed it to work. So that needed some modeling and some sculpting work, and then the whole set needed to be modeled and sculpted. So that sort of created slash engineering role. Then you have the technologists, they're looking at how do we actually solve this and can we implement it in a way that fits within budget, fits within time frame we have and actually is going to be usable on the day. So that's a few people that are just looking at it from a technology perspective. Then you have the people that implement, that are building. And this thing had, I think it had 32 computers actually controlling it. So there was just a lot of physical build that needed to happen to actually make these things controllable. And then you had a creative team that was looking at it in a mix between what do we want it to do, what can it do, and how does that translate to the most fun sort of thing for people to do when they control it. So just in Sao Paulo alone, I think it was probably 10, maybe 12 people in. We had a bunch of people in Amsterdam, a bunch of people in the US. So it's one of those pieces of work where I'm sure 30, 35, maybe 40 people touched parts of it. Within about three days, we had a working prototype of what a tentacle could potentially be from an engineering perspective. So. They're used to solving problems and they have the ability to sort of look at and ask and go, what do we already know? What have we done before? And how can we start using these things to try and solve this problem as well? There's a lot of trying before knowing. So they're sort of used to being hit with these types of requests. Just keeping the details straight between teams is a challenge with a project this ambitious. So Media Monks went looking outside the box for a special way to keep teams in the loop. We are frequently operating on a shoestring, very thin budget, and we found the perfect robotics team, and they just happened to be located in Brazil, and we had nowhere near the resources to be there present with them all throughout the process. It was a very exhaustive process to get this thing built start to finish. So we had to come up with sort of a non-traditional way to stay involved in the process and stay engaged and stay able to have some effect on what the outcome was. We didn't want this to turn into a briefing and then that team went away and made it and then brought it back to us when it was done. We wanted to find a way to stay engaged and we came up with, with their help, a very creative way of doing weekly video recaps of the things that were happening. And so we had real-time engagement with the progress that was being made and fun technical explanations of why things were going one way or the other. And for us, obviously, robotics is not our world. And so it was a nice way to sort of take what they're doing and put it into our language that we could understand and we could have some back and forth conversation on. And as it went along, it ended up being very smooth and eased a lot of initial concern about being so far away from it. Yeah, we were always like kind of like kids on Christmas morning. Every time one of those movies would come in, yeah. Evelyn, the producer, would be like, I have a new movie. Of course, we'd all sit around and just geek out and get so excited about the progress that had been made since the last time we saw one of those movies. It became a bit of a standard for us. We do that a lot now because it's such a nice way to be able to share progress on something that is very complex. We were blown away on a weekly basis. It started like anything. If we built an airplane or something like that, we went all the way from sketch to you know CAD designs to prototypes to all that. And so we had a laundry list of things we wanted to do and a wish list of like, oh my God, it's got to be able to play the drums. It's got to be able to pick up this heavy thing. They were able to bring that to life. Okay, Squid, count off four. And Lindsay, wait for his cue. It was pretty magical. Okay, 
Three, if you can get to three squid, that's also okay. That's one, two, come on. Three, one more, and four, hit it. Of course, magic doesn't always happen overnight. Here's Wesley again on how the team at Media Monks brought the squid to scale. Yeah, so it started really from the very first proposal we did. We had a tiny tentacle that just had some baseline mechanics in it. That was a first thought. But then what happens is you look at that and you actually have to look at the scale you're going to produce it at. And then it all becomes about the power that's needed to move the tentacle, the amount of weight you can move, the amount of weight it actually can take before the model you're building breaks or gets unstable. So there's just a lot of specification thinking around it. The initial test was probably half a meter. I have no idea how many feet that is. About a foot and a half. But that was tiny. That was miniature, miniature tentacle. And if you didn't scale it up, the actual tentacles were probably about two, two and a half meters long. Or a little over six feet long for each tentacle. And you're sort of scaling up the concept in iterations going, this works, this works, this works. So probably the first three to four weeks, it was just locking in to the actual version we were going to build at scale. So with Media Monk's hard at work bringing this creature to life, the folks at Wyden and Kennedy began to work on how they'd bring the squid to viewers on Twitch, a social streaming platform for gamers. Here's Stephanie on why Twitch and Old Spice were a perfect match for a project like this. Twitch is a social gaming platform that live streams broadcasters playing video games. And the live component is what really differentiates it. So there's social watching and interaction throughout the entire broadcast. So we have millions of content creators that are broadcasting themselves doing various things. We started out in video games and now it's expanded to the arts and crafts. We've done a lot of syndicated content. But really the thing that brings people to Twitch, I think, is the social component because you get to watch all this content with other people on the internet that have similar interests and you get to chat the entire time and have a good time. So the Twitch audience is predominantly male. So I think that Old Spice being a male consumer brand, I think that it plugged in very nicely. We liked that it was giving guys an opportunity to do something together, making it slightly more difficult to achieve, but also kind of like giving everyone a chance to have a little camaraderie and work together. And that's something that we have noticed on Twitch is that it's a community and um, there's a lot of chatting and conversations that go on there that sort of seem like this would be a good thing for them to do something together. And so that's kind of like, I don't know if you guys know, that's kind of where the name came from, Squid. Squid, shared quests, uniting individual dudes. Okay. So even in the name, we baked in this kind of theme of working together to become a man, which is somehow work. Squid was a collective teenage boy yeah. of the internet. He represented all of them. All of the experiences that he did in the game. So like learning to drive, asking a girl to the dance, going to meet parents, those kinds of things are all typical activities that a teenage boy has to do to grow up. And so we wanted to help give these teenagers a sense of what needed to happen for them to grow up, but also maybe a little more assurance to know that it, like everyone's in the same situation together. Twitch chat loves to get involved. They love to break that fourth wall that is beyond just them typing in, you know, their thoughts and comments within the chat window. 
if there is an opportunity for them to get their hands dirtier and to get involved in the actual broadcast itself, it is usually a win for whatever brand or broadcaster is allowing them that opportunity. So we knew it was going to be a home run because the second they said they wanted it to be automated and that Twitch chat was going to get a control to squid, we knew we had a gold star on our hands, I guess. However, writing for an audience that's going to be steering the narrative is no easy task, no matter how excited that audience might be. Here's Matt again on how the team at Wyden were ready to embrace Twitch chat and went over some skeptics. You just have to be kind of ready for anything with these live streams because you have to go in it knowing that you're kind of against everybody. Individually, the internet are all a bunch of nice people, but as a collective, they want to just break whatever you have. So they're going to constantly be trying to punch holes into it. The, the, big, the first comment we get every time we live stream is fake, pre-taped, this is fake. And so you have to quickly diffuse all those bombs and prove to them that it's live to earn their trust. As streaming day got closer and closer, the teams reconvened in LA for a few days of pre-production and rehearsal before filming would start. With the star of the show coming up from Sao Paulo, the team at Media Monks had to ask themselves a question we've all found ourselves wondering at some point. How do you get an eight foot tall robotic squid through customs? Lots of explanation. Uh, no, yeah, it was, so the quid was, was we, we tended up to be pretty modular, but you're still going into a plane with eight really big tentacles and a huge squid head and all of these things. Part of it we created, so it was sent by a crate from Sao Paulo to LA, and part of it was carry-on, which <laughs> these, these tentacles were pretty flexible. But yeah, some weird moments uh, at customs. There was that magical moment to see it in person, and to see the scale of it, uh, it was a pretty awesome moment. So a couple days out, the entire team is there. A couple days out, we start to have production run-throughs and our days and obviously our narrative structure is pretty much in place. Prior to getting into any dress rehearsals or dry runs or any of that kind of stuff, we start to talk about the amount of things we're trying to do in a day. And with the squid on site and with a testing team there, actually having it in motion and having it as the center of the set, the actual physical sets, we started talking about what was a smart amount of stuff to be doing and a smart amount of set changes and prop changes and what do we think we could do to kind of minimize the downtime in the programming. It was very much what I would imagine a very low grade version of like a Saturday Night Live set where they're rolling in and out backdrops and they're switching in and out props and, and actors and you know they live in the world of they've got a commercial break to get that done on the internet obviously we have as much time as we need but we wanted to minimize that as much as possible so the first couple of days of prep were mostly focused on the operational side of things and how do we accomplish as many different things that we thought were necessary to tell the full story So we were live for three days and we ultimately did three major scenes or plots or whatever you want to call them per day, whether it was a classroom or a, a dining room or a carnival or a hockey rink. We focused on three major plot points per day and then left plenty of buffer in between to sort of let the improv take place and let the internet sort of take control and steer it. It was always a fine line we've learned of being structured and being prepared for whatever might happen, but also leaving plenty of freedom for people to take it where they want to take it. We actually had 
uh, cast of Twitch influencers commentating on the event and actually pipes them into the broadcast itself to kind of link what people are kind of more used to, which is a broadcaster broadcasting themselves and bringing them into this live squid space to say, this is live, like check out this bridge that we've just built to show you how live this is. Our creative director at one point improved a character and hopped into costume and jumped on set. And that ended up being something that the internet gravitated towards. And this character became a recurring character and we had never planned for it. A lot of us came from the generation of remembering that Saturday morning TV moment where they would play the, the more you know graphic and like that really like educational moment. Stay in school, you know, make it grow, make it work, make it better. Because the more you know, the further you'll go. I'm out of here. leaving you with some sort of like educational moment so we thought it'd be funny to invent a character that sort of delivered that inspirational moment at the end of each scene as a nice way to wrap up so we invented this character called the truth clam that would come on and just basically give you a little piece of wisdom at the end of a particular scene now that's the truth hey, <laughs> also i Let's hope you're okay see. in turn sort of the production magic behind that is while the camera transitioned to that character, our set breakdown and our set transition was able to start happening to, again, like minimize the amount of time that we felt like we were down or felt like we were not as active. People would go, who's that guy in the black shirt that walks into screen now and again? And they would make up a whole storyline about that person and it would become part of our event. So it was very meta in the sense that there was a lot of back and forth between the people on Twitch and the people in the room. After three days with their eight-armed creation, the Squid stream came to a close, with tens of thousands of viewers tuning in to watch the Squid make it through band practice, class, dinner, and even a wedding proposal. We asked the team to talk about any tips or takeaways that they learned for the next stream. For me, it was probably the most enjoyable takeaway is the amount of connection and influence there was from the Twitch side. And what was, I think, just really fun was how the team on Wyland's side and our end sort of lent into that. It's always difficult to kind of pinpoint success with content that is so unique as this. We have benchmarks for broadcasts and things like that, but when you throw a mechanical squid into it, those kind of go out the window. <laughs> One of the things that actually continues to live on today that is a huge testament to the success of this program is that we created three custom emotes that ran across the entire platform of the Old Spice Squid. And they were so popular that they are still live. We typically take those down, but because the community adopted them so wholeheartedly, they are still alive and well on Twitch. Yeah, I think that's the cool thing for me is watching all of this unfold and knowing that I'm watching teenage boys and you think they've got to be the most cynical individuals in the world and they haven't really found their kindness or whatever. And then to watch it and see some of the meanness is there, but as a whole, it's really not that mean. It's actually pretty nice. And it's just reassuring <laughs> to see that, like, I don't know, people are basically good. You get, You actually see it. This got real sweet, this interview. It was a reinforcement for us of learning the importance and understanding the importance of really getting to know and, and spending a lot of time with getting to know the platform that you're going to be broadcasting on and learning 
the behaviors and even the language that they speak to where we become more of an authentic additive experience on their platform as opposed to an interruptive ad experience. We kind of pride ourselves on brands like Old Spice in going to where our audience is already at and where they're spending their time versus building dedicated experiences and using a lot of media resources to drive people over to us. We like to try to go to where people are already spending their time and then try to understand how they behave and add to that experience. And Twitch is a very protective community. It's a very authentic community. And we have a team full of people that just are natural gamers and understand it. And what we would never want to do is just show up and play Old Spice commercials and essentially create an interruptive experience. We wanted to create something that felt like a new twist on what they're already doing in those spaces. That was Mike Davidson, Ashley Davis Marshall, and Matt Serrell at Wyden and Kennedy, Wesley Tahar at Media Monks, and Stephanie Kwan at Twitch, sharing how they took an idea from concept to completion in this episode of Co-Produced. Co-Produced is a mini-series about the power of collaboration, sponsored by Hightail, the creative collaboration platform that helps teams streamline the creative process. Visit Hightail.com for a free trial. <laughs>